Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, City fans. You're probably wondering who this is. My name's Niall Work for the Football Social. Yeah, there's a few of us behind the scenes, um, but we've got a bit of bonus content for you. No less because it's the biggest game of the season on Thursday night. Manchester City against Liverpool. And we've been speaking to a City fan, Ant McGinley, and a Liverpool fan, Steve McNaughton, both from our office here at the Football Social. So they both had a little chat about how they felt the game was going to go. Certainly a must win for Manchester City, it feels like, but not so sure about Liverpool. They seem to be in pole position. Anyway, we'll get into the guts of it in the podcast. So enjoy this little bonus feature. Manchester Football Social. It's the biggest game of the season and it could decide who are the Premier League champions come May. Manchester City against Liverpool at the Etihad and we cannot wait for it. This is the Manchester Football Social. My name's Niall and we're going to be pulling apart the most mouth-watering clash of the season. All in the company of City fan Ant McGinley from our Sunday Social. Hello Ant, how are you mate? I'm really, really nervous. Last night in anticipation of this, I went online and played Liverpool on Pro Evo as City. All set up, got everything there still. 10-0 we lost. 10-0. <laughs> what, what difficulty were you playing? They, they, they were on legend difficulty. I just oh thought I'd give goodness. myself a little test. But then they always say, the dress rehearsal, if it goes wrong, it's going to be great on the day. And also, we've got Liverpool supporter Steve McNaughton with us. Hello, Steve. Nice Hello, to... mate. How are you? I'll tell you what, it must be nice for you sitting in an office full of people chatting about City and United. You actually get to talk about Liverpool for once. It makes a nice change, a welcome change. And uh, yeah, glad to be here. I'll tell you what then, the festive season is always absolutely mental, fixture after fixture, it's been no different this year, so many ups and downs, but Liverpool, they've ploughed through it, they're yeah. still yet to lose, and City on the other hand are showing a few signs of fragility at the back, so I teed it up as the decider, if, if City lose to Liverpool Steve, is that effectively the title race done and dusted? I don't think it is, I think we've got, we've got losses to come as well. I think we're enjoying this moment. We're taking each game as it comes, and we, you know none of us want the ride to stop because we've been sensational of late. Um, I, I don't. I think there's many twists and turns still to come in this. I mean, we've been relatively scot-free from an injury point of view, so I'm expecting a few more twists and turns in this. I mean, we we saw Arsenal do it 15 odd years ago, go undefeated. I, I don't think Liverpool can do it, but nah. I mean, if they beat City, who's going to stop them? If City can't, who will? I don't, it, if they go 10 points clear, that, that it's it's a huge milestone to achieve. I think it makes it difficult because I think Liverpool have then got a buffer zone where they can potentially lose three games and still still be up there. Mm. Um, 
I think I think we will lose at some point, and it'll be something where it's not expected. We'll, I mean, looking at our fixtures, the next six we've got. I was speaking to a colleague in the office before, and he said, "Oh, you've got a really nice run coming up as well." That's the type <laughs> of stuff that's very dangerous uh, because there's banana skins all over the place in it. And I think I think Jurgen's got them in the right mentality. It's each game as it comes. We're not even looking to games, you know, in the coming weeks. I think our focus is is Man City tomorrow night, and then and then obviously. Whatever happens with that, we, we move on to Brighton then and we can't look past that in all honesty. But I think 10 points would, would be lovely. But I think realistically, I think even if we do get beat tomorrow night and it's a four point gap, it's not the end of the world. I think that's a sensible view as a Liverpool fan, because if you think back to 2009, where Liverpool were in the title race, yeah. finished second, Threw it away. 2013, Gerrard slipped, yeah. which I'm sure you don't need reminding about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting that you use the term banana skins when that slip so famously haunts you. I know. Yeah, but there we go. What about City at the back then? Because you lost 10-0 on Pro Evo, Ant. But yeah. to be honest to be honest with you, I can't see you losing 10-0 to Liverpool. But I also can't see how you're going to stop Liverpool scoring goals. The thing is, they're the only team I get nervous about at the minute. Right now, I'd rather play Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, anybody beginning with a B, right, than, than, than Liverpool. And, and I had the same thing last season when we got them in the Champions League. It was the one team I did not want to get. Yeah. And... They seem to have this hoodoo of us. Obviously, there's this thing as well that Klopp has over Pep. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's just because they played each other more than any other manager, but he's got the best record against Pep than anybody else. Um, I think it'll be really interesting if we meet each other in a final this year, because obviously Jürgen's made so many finals and not won yeah, anything, yeah. but has always beaten Pep, or he's had that tendency to do it. Um, I'm a bit nervous. I mean, we've never been known for having a strong defence, really, let's be honest. Um and we've got we've had a great forward line. We've had some you know record breaking amount of goals last season. All this, but it seems to be even in that department we've taken this back step mm. compared to Liverpool this yeah. season. So it's really tough. I mean, like the, although we beat Southampton and relatively the scoreline looks quite comfortable, the game was still quite tense. Mm. And I think there's a lot of tension about City, especially this last probably. Probably even going back three months. What changed then? Because when you were flying at the start of the season, everyone said the difference this year with City is they've tightened up the defence. They're not they're not conceding goals. They look they look even more solid than they did last season. But then all of a sudden, Mendy's injured. Delft's been sent off for a shocking challenge, mm. and then Zinchenko, who's a number ten, is trying to play left back, and you just look frail all of a sudden. You know what the thing is? You mentioned Mendy there. I, interestingly, this all ties in, and nobody's mentioning this when. Pep had to go to Mendy and said, come off social media, stop spending so much time on social media. Mm. That's when things started to tense up. So maybe that's what we actually needed because all the way through last season, he was such a big part of the team. He was tweeting, he was doing all this. Then he came back, he was playing and he was pulled aside and Pep said, look, stop being on social media so much, focus on the game. I mean, to be honest, I, I was waiting for the game where he'd be going down the wing Right, put a cross in and then tweet about it. Pull his phone out of his socks yeah. and tweet yeah. about it. And that that's potentially the stage we were getting to. But <laughs> may, may, maybe something's happened. Maybe it, it just doesn't seem relaxed. I mean, it, it, it seems like a better atmosphere than United have had most of the season. Mm. But there just seems to be... It, it's just not all falling into place. Something's not quite right. I mean, we're, we're still getting the chances. We're still getting the possession. Mm. But we're just not getting the goals. I mean, even the defeats that we've had in December, when you go back and you look at the games, shots that we had, the possession, it, you could just put it down to luck. Mm. And you know what? If if December was just our month for bad luck, I'll live with that. I'll be happy mm. with that. Well, That'd be good. In that Southampton game, Pep called Zinchenko like his man of the match. He, he, he thought he was 
played great, considering he made a mistake. If that was the Liverpool team that they're they're coming up against in a couple of days' time, oh yeah, then you know that's a sort of mistake. That's a fatal mistake. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, the the thing was with that watching the game, and Zinchenko was having a nightmare. First away, he lo- first of all he loses possession, uh, gives the ball away to that leads to the goal for Southampton. Then he almost gives away a penalty, and he just looked really like he was going to fall apart at one point it looked like he was going to start crying I mean certainly if it had been me I would have done that. <laughs> uh, but then what what he did and I think this is what Pep's congratulated him for is he put in that great cross for sure. Aguero's header mm. only t- like 20 minutes after that fatal error almost with the goal and I think the way Pep coaches he's a very supportive a very loving almost like the opposite of Jose style mm. and I think he recognised you know that kind of strength of character to recover from such a mistake and do that and I think that's going to have much more impact on Zinchenko moving forward than chastising him for it now he may still be chastised I don't know if we'll see him against Liverpool uh, as a result of what Mm. happened there but you're completely right I watched that game and going all right we've got through it we've won we really needed that win but if we play like that against Salah if we play like that against Firmino we're going to be destroyed surely you've got to fancy it Steve I mean the frailties at left back for City as we've just been talking about against that right side I mean even Trent Alexander-Arnold knows how to whip a ball in and get things going for Liverpool so you must fancy it against against that weakened left side I don't know whether I fancy it I don't know whether because it's due to nerves it's got Derby belly <laughs> I, do you know what I have got Derby belly even though it's I, not a double we can wind up United fans here yeah well they're not oh, it's, it's the biggest game of the season far more bigger than any other game <laughs> yeah. in the calendar yeah, they're well out of the picture uh, you know I mean where are they now I, think, I don't even know where they are in the league and that says, <laughs> yeah. says everything about where Man United are um, I am very nervous about tomorrow night because I think City I think the pressure's on City for tomorrow night because if we do lose it's not the end of the world like mm. I said mm. where if City lose it, it could be considered cash you know I think the problem that you've got is this is the third time in recent memory that you've been top at Christmas and New Year and not won in fact you're the only team to do it uh, to have done that and to have not gone on to win so that that will be weighing on people's minds there's no doubt about it but and also as well we've got got form as well because was it uh, 2012 when we won we were 8 or 10 points behind United with only 5 or 6 games to go so it's not an insurmountable gap especially if you get to the stage where you're back in the Champions League yeah. final again this year yeah. there's lots going on yeah I, th- I think you know if, if I mean what the hell I'll put a prediction out for it now I think tomorrow night's going to be a draw mm. and I'd be happy with that I'd take that um, I think if we go a goal behind it's not the end of the world I think this Liverpool team at the minute is is equipped to handle going a goal behind uh, like they did against Arsenal at the weekend because they woke up after 11 minutes when he's the kid who was on the right hand side for Arsenal was quite Andy I can't remember he's, he's Maitland Niles yes like, yeah, 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 but you know the point I'm trying to make is that we woke up and we suddenly and three minutes later we were 2-1 up um, so I don't think it's a disaster but I think Tomorrow night, I think we'll go ahead and get pegged back. But the thing is, you've had such a great 2018 at Anfield. Yeah, like you really have. That was that Maitland Niles goal was the first time you've gone behind at Anfield in the whole year. Yeah, right. But when you look, say for example, the Champions League, you didn't get a point away from home. You know that that that's what you've had the, the, mm. this season anyway. And so you're out of your comfort zone now. If the game was at Anfield, yeah. I'd be like, okay, oh, we'll be. Well, how much of an advantage is the Etihad then, Ant? 
for, for Manchester City in this situation? Because Liverpool have been strong home and away, you'd argue, for 2018, particularly in the league, yeah. not so much in the Champions yeah. League. Um, but, I mean, Manchester City have struggled to get to get the better of Liverpool for the last three or four meetings. We all know what happened mm. last season. They yeah. couldn't, couldn't beat them, the only team they couldn't beat. Well, you see, the thing is, when the pressure's on, when you're stressed and you've got a, a big, insurmountable challenger ahead of you, what you need is you really need some calm and some quiet. And there's not many places quieter than the Etihad. <laughs> so I think that will help. Um, I, yeah, it, we're not the fortress that we were. I think a lot of that is, I mean, there's different people's reasons for this. Personally, I think that there's still a hang-up from, from the City fans sort of my generation, City fans of 30 years or more, who remember the difficult times. And we yeah. almost don't believe what's happening at the minute. We almost don't believe it. And so we're kind of expecting it to go wrong. And so and so what happens is even when we're 1-0 or 2-0 up against United, we're still thinking they're going to come back, they're going to come back. And I think th- th- there's a healthy side to that, but it almost it becomes a little bit of a psychological disorder. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you, you were talking about the Southampton game before, and I was looking at my Sky Sports app and seeing how they were getting on and going, God, you know, when, when I seen you at you 3 1 up. I think 3 1 now in the Premier League isn't a safe score anymore. Nope. Whereas you'd look at 3 1 in the past and you think, oh, yeah, they've, mm. they've put them to the sword there and they give them a hard time. But now, because of the way the pace that the games are played in and, and I think the level of all the teams in there, 3 1 isn't that safe anymore. But what I was going to, the point I was going to make, it's going to be interesting to see how Pep sets up tomorrow night against yeah. Liverpool because I think when they come to Anfield earlier in the season, it was very much an attempted smash and grab. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we know Mares missed the penalty it was it was a terrible miss but you know it was be solid be compact be difficult to break down sit back further than than they usually do uh, in a game and, and just try and grab something and it almost paid off but tomorrow night it's gonna have to come out a little bit pep that's it's the go- thing we have to win we yeah. can't just sit back i mean a, a draw would be okay but it's not really going to do anything it's not going to help man yeah. city if we if we want to go we've, we've got to come out and to yeah. be honest i don't think the sides are going to change and i wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow we see like a 4-3 game. Yeah, is that, mm. is that the barometer of Manchester City season that over the last sort of few weeks, the Christmas period, they've let it slip to the point where it's a must-win for City, but it's not a must-win for Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool could get away with losing or even drawing and still be in pole position. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the other factors that, that I've been thinking about as well is that we don't really tend to concede more than one goal at the minute. So whether that'll be a factor tomorrow night as well, I don't know. We conceded seven or eight all season. I mean, mm. it's, it's remarkable. The yeah. defence has improved tenfold. I mm. mean, Virgil van Dijk unbelievable player Robertson's yeah. been playing exceptionally yeah. well I mean are City going to have to go with you know the likes of Leroy Sane Raheem Sterling rather than the old guard of Aguero just for that little bit of extra pace trying to nip in behind perhaps and, and get the better of the Liverpool defence I'm, I'm not sure I think Ant's probably better equipped to answer that yeah, you know I, watching I, I City think, every week but. I think Aguero's going to start definitely there's uh, especially with his record against Liverpool I yeah. mean, we're looking at um, I think every time City have played Liverpool in the league at the Etihad and Aguero's played, he scored. Yeah. And you can't discount a record like that. And it's if he, dangerous if he scores, around the box, isn't he, Aguero? Yeah, if he yeah. gets the ball outside the box, yeah, and I think as well, right a, a, Aguero is... Aguero and Sane are probably... Uh, even De Bruyne, but in terms of the rest of our forward line, most of their goals are just tap-ins on yeah. the six-yard line. Whereas you're looking at Aguero, De Bruyne... And Sane are more likely to get you the goals out of the Yeah, they the can test Allison from distance, can't they? Yeah. You know, which I think might be quite important tomorrow night as well. 
Um, and Allison is due another mistake because it's every sort of three games at the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's made he's made two all season. Uh, you know he's uh, he's he's uh, Cruyff attempt attempted Cruyff turn at Leicester. Well, well, you, you it, compare that to Edison's, the, what Edison did on the goal line at Southampton yeah, as well. Unbelievable. Oh, do you know what? I didn't see it. I've got to be honest, I didn't see it. I've yeah. watched it about ne- 100 times. Neither did Southampton. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. that good. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's all set up to be a classic tomorrow night, and I think a brave man will put money on the result tomorrow night, I think. I'm feeling brave. Got a few newspapers here as well. Lots of them saying that um, Pep Guardiola confident that burnout will send Liverpool tumbling. As Steve said, that Liverpool have not had too many injuries. Uh, Sergio Aguero will score his 250th goal if he manages to score uh, against Liverpool at Etihad uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and one fella, Henry Winter from the Times, has said that the whole football world should celebrate if Liverpool win the league. Now, I'm not so sure about that. that um, seems quite a I think it's a say. really weird thing to say. Yeah. I think what he means is that you know it's good for the Premier League that another team's sort of winning it oh, to, mix it up a bit. to make it a little yeah. bit more even though it's competitive as anyway yeah. but to make it even more competitive but I think the way he's written his article to say that the whole football world should celebrate if Liverpool I mean if I'm a United fan or, or an Everton fan I'm thinking there's the last thing I want in the world is for yeah. them to win I wondered if he means from, from a from a football point of view and the, and the football that Liverpool play yeah. where, where, for, so if if you're quite neutral from a pure point, purest point of view whether that's what he means when he says the football world should celebrate but like I say I don't think our neighbours at the bottom end of the M62 are going to be too happy about that never mind the, the, they're in the, the blue na- quarter of Liverpool yeah. as well I mean we yeah. joked about it earlier but is this now a bigger game than Liverpool-Manchester United oh this, this it, it, particular last, fixture in, is in the right last now. two seasons there's no denying in my mind I mean as supporters you guys I mean would you agree would you agree with I, I, th- I think from from what's at stake uh, from a what's at stake point of view I would totally agree I think and funnily enough we were talking about it just outside the studio before me and a couple of the colleagues in the office and I still think that Liverpool Man United game and what comes with a Liverpool Man United game or all of the kind of needle if you like and the, the rivalry that's been set up over decades and decades I still it still makes it quite an important fixture I think the fact that Man United are where they are, they're showing signs of resurgence. I mean, mm. let's be honest about it. I mean, they've played Huddersfield, Bournemouth and Cardiff. Been, you know, <laughs> it's nothing to, to get too excited about. But, you know, the, the Schalchard looks like he's took the shackles off Pogba a little bit. So I think the, t- the league needs a competitive Man United and they aren't at the minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you not think, though, with that Derby game Liverpool United a couple of weeks back, that it, it just didn't feel in the, the same? It's almost like you knew Liverpool were going to win, which is yeah. great for a Liverpool fan, but... Derby games, you want that edge. And it was almost like, it was such a damp squib from United. Yeah. It was like Liverpool just strolled to victory. Yeah. In Derby games, you want to be feeling nervous. You want to get that tension, that that great game of football. It just mm. was never there. It was a breeze for Liverpool. The, 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 the feeling that we've got for tomorrow night, for tomorrow night's game, the United game a few weeks back was nothing like exactly. it. Because I think... Mm. When when David Moyes was in charge of United, Liverpool went to Old Trafford and wiped the floor with him 3-0. And and we I can't remember the score. It might have been 2-1 at Anfield. I'm not sure. Someone will probably correct me online or something like that. But um, we knew that we'd just have to turn up and play our game when we beat Man United quite you know convincingly. And I think even though it was Jose, and Jose's got something of a bit of a hoodoo over Jurgen Klopp, that... All your pundits, your fans thought, if we show up, there's only going to be you know, one team in this. Mm. And six minutes in, I think we cut them open for the second time. And I thought, it's going to be a rough afternoon for United here. Um, and, and that's what transpired. Uh, you know, we, we were quite comfortable. I thought they were quite fortunate with the goal. And I, th- I think that's the difference with, with this game, is because both teams are definitely going to show up. I mean, yeah. if nothing else, we want a bit of revenge, a bit of yeah. payback for last season in the Champions League. Mm. We said that last time, though, it was nil-nil, and it was a little bit cagey. So this time, is it because it's later on in the season, there is more at stake, that we're going to see a more open, expansive game? Because I remember being absolutely buzzing for this game back in whenever it was, September, October, yeah. whenever, and it was nil-nil, Mares skied the penalty, yeah. and I was just thinking, well, what, you know, I was waiting to see 4-4 four, four or 5-4 yeah. or something. Pep was a bit too... Cu- too cautious though uh, like like I said before he didn't set Man City up from someone who doesn't watch him as often as you, yeah. as you do it, it was quite cagey it's, it's the one it time that I've free. seen it's the one time that I've seen Pep go with a different game plan because it's always been we're going to play this way we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to go this is how we're going to do it and it just seemed to be for that fixture it was like alright let's just go there and let's get a point and maybe try and nick it you know, there was a little maybe, maybe just you know, being the neighbours with Jose had sort of rubbed off on him a little bit. Yeah, because that's that's what his strategy yeah. is, you know. And he's been to Anfield with Chelsea or United, and he's got results that way, uh, you know, in the past. But it was different for for Pep, and I think Pep is someone who, who does worry about Liverpool. He has admitted that he does worry about Liverpool. I've seen a quote about he says it, I try to read a book, and then I start thinking about Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he is. I think there's there's a there's a healthy respect there you know between the teams and i think he knows that that you know by by you know the the easily the best two teams in the league by by some well, way well pep's pep's been playing a little bit of mind games by saying you're the best team in the world at the moment <laughs> no, thank you pep which which so you know can be taken as a compliment but also like some people will crack under that oh, pressure oh it's just to put and also weight on liverpool it's been not just not just uh, pep's been saying this a lot of people in the media and on, on social have been saying that virgil van dijk player of the season PFA mm. player of the season mm. possibly the best player in the world at the minute can I just say do you know who statistically the best team in Europe is at the moment I don't know Portsmouth thank you very much oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave that for now a um, couple more things before we wrap up are you guys worried about Spurs because they're in second at the moment they've played a game more than Liverpool and Manchester mm. City they had that shock defeat at home to Wolves uh, before that everyone was saying okay they've battered Everton 6-2 they look like they're a team um, absolutely storming through the uh, the games at the moment, I mean, are you, are you concerned about them? They, are they a title rival for you? 
Uh, I, I think they are a rival because you know they are in the hunting and the conversations that are involved around the top of the, t- the table. But Spurs always do a Spurs, don't they? And, <laughs> and, and the three-one defeat at home against Wolves was a Spurs, and, mm. and I think they, they, they've always got that in the locker. Tottenham to do that, and I think them going on a kind of 18 20 game or whatever I just don't think that team's got it in them I don't think they're far away yeah. and I think they've probably got potentially a United manager in waiting there um but I, I I don't think they've got the legs to 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 do it I mean we might not have Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have a big say in the title though as well because you've got them in a couple of weeks haven't you we've got them at Anfield yeah, yeah. and that. that's you know if if somebody's going to go there and get a result it's going to be Spurs uh yeah I think I mean, we've had quite a lot of joy against Spurs over recent years. It, it depends which Spurs turn up. If the Spurs that got beat by Wolves 3-1 the other day turn up, we should be OK. But if the Spurs that turn up Goodison and wipe the floor mm. with them, Everton are no mugs. They're in a transitional period. They've got a decent mm. manager and they made some good signings, but they did wipe the floor with them. Mm. And I think that is that is a concern in a one-off game. But I think over the course of a 38-game season, I think Tottenham are probably behind worse City and Liverpool are. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got to play them at home as well. So potentially that's six points that they could be given towards the, you yeah. know, e- either way towards mm. the title and the deciding Okay, factor. so Thursday, 3rd of January, 8 o'clock. Who's going to win? Liverpool against yeah. Manchester City at the Etihad. Who's going to win? You've already made a bit of a prediction. You I think, think it's, it's going to be, be a draw. draw tomorrow night. I think it'll be one all or potentially 2-2. Two, 2-2 two, uh, two, two will be the first time we've conceded two in a long time. But if any team's going to do it, it'll be Man City. I think there's so much hype. It's either going to be the dullest game <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. of the season or it's going to be potentially... I, I wonder if... And this is me being very romantic and dreaming about the whole thing. I wonder if there's an element of kind of rumble in the jungle about this. It's been sort of built up into so much and that that we've kind of deliberately played down the last few games just so we can get this big psychological <laughs> defeat yeah. over Liverpool. Get down the bookies and put some money on if you're yeah. that confident, I suppose. 4-3. 4-3. 4-3. Wow. Yeah. 4-3. Yeah. Wow. It, would, it would not surprise me. As long as it's not 10-0, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. 4-3 to Liverpool would be, be I'll go 2-1 Liverpool. I just, I just have this feeling that they just look an absolute you know what? steam train at Who's the moment. Who's going to score for Liverpool then? Oh, I don't know that. I, 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 I have to say, you know, we were just... Milner from the penalty spot, he's back, so... We'll he, he is fit, Milner yeah, is yeah, fit. Yeah. And that, that, that curse as well, and oh, I mean, Mil- Milner was an absolute legend for us, and I was sad to see him go, but um, I, you know what we said before about could Liverpool go on and, and do it, and the world being happy. I, I don't want them to win it this season, because I want City to, but actually, I think they'd be a very deserving side mm. if they go on to win it, and that's not mind games or is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be interesting if Milner plays tomorrow night because it changes Liverpool's midfield dynamic, mm. dynamic quite a bit to what it's been recently in recent games when we have been on this run um, because he's preferred other players before his injury uh, to him so it's going to be interesting but he's a steady steady safe pair yeah. of hands isn't he and you know we'll see what Jurgen uh, does and also as well like interesting that Firmino got that, that hat trick the other mm. day as well because I've had him in my fantasy team most of last year I dropped him because he just wasn't getting the goals and what's he going to do? Yeah, well, uh, Arsenal let you down again. I've still got John Terry and Christopher Samba in my fantasy team, so it's been a while since <laughs> I've logged on, to be honest with you. Every but... time I do a fantasy team, I finish near the bottom of the table. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why, because I think, oh, I've got a decent team there. I've used my budget well, but so many players just don't turn up for me, so I don't do them anymore. I can't keep up. Steve, and thanks very much. This has been the Manchester Football Social. Don't forget, you can check out Dedicated United and City Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Just search Manchester Football Social. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.